Hey guys, what's up and welcome back to another Coffee Talk. Today we're doing an espresso brew and I'm really excited about it because I feel like it's a very grounding yet motivating espresso brew and it's something that has been kind of changing my life lately in terms of picking new goals with the new year around the corner and just new transformation and times, just, you know, all of that and just how to actually seep into and really bring those goals to life and and the one habit that's really helping me do that. Uh, Before we jump into that, though, as per usual, I'm going to leave you guys with a quote that really encompasses a lot of what we're going to talk about today. And the quote comes from Amit Ray saying, it does not matter how long you are spending on earth, how much money you have gathered or how much attention you have received. It is the amount of positive vibration that you have radiated in life that matters. Hey guys, what's up? And welcome back. Today we're doing an espresso brew and it's going to be all about one main habit, the only habit really, if you just wanted to pick one, that you need to basically achieve any single goal you have in your life. Now, at risk of sounding redundant, I am going to be giving you a pretty like straightforward habit. It's a habit that you've heard about many times before, but I want to dive into why this is the only habit that you actually need to achieve nearly anything that you want in your life and like why it's so important to use this habit. The habit itself, I'm going to say mental anchoring a lot, but it's really just kind of meditation or whatever meditation is to you. I'm going to share how to exactly meditate on your goals or in a way that helps you realize what goals you want to go for and then see them come to life. And then I guess you can say brainstorming without paper and how to use that, how to use that type of anchoring in your life on a day-to-day basis and why it's literally the only habit that you need to ingrain, the only thing that you want to like solidify in your day-to-day routine if you're looking to achieve any kind of goal or make any kind of lead way in your life. I'm sipping a peppermint tea today and it's hella hot, so I'm a little afraid to take a sip right now. No, it's actually perfect. Wow. So hopefully you guys have a warm beverage and you're ready to get a little motivated today. Espresso brews are always about the motivation and I really wanted to talk about this today because this has truly been the one and only habit that I feel like has been giving me just an anchor. Like an anchor is the only thing that I can think of that comes to mind in the middle of everything going on right now. And I feel like everybody tends to be having a lot going on right now. There's a lot going on in the world still. And coming back to yourself in this way, creating a habit out of just observing where your brain is at and then also using the power of having conscious thought and tuning into your conscious thought to really well, like I said, one, become aware of yourself, but then two, to empower yourself by becoming aware of your conscious thought and your unconscious thoughts and behaviors and actions and decisions and to seed or plant what you want to see happen. And it's really hard when you start working with the unconscious. It runs on autopilot, but when we use our conscious ability, our ability to tune into what we can see, what we can control, and we do this habitually on a day-to-day basis, we're able to start rewiring a lot of our subconscious behaviors, rewiring a lot of our subconscious beliefs about the world, about ourselves, about the goals that we're trying to set out and achieve, about the things that we deserve or don't deserve in life, which is ultimately going to change your life. And on top of all of that, if there's anything else I've learned in 2020 that has been another really beneficial seedling, I guess you might say, for my mind, it's simplicity. It's the 
beauty of simplicity and I feel like I in my earlier 20s spent so much time and energy trying to jam pack just like this perfect routine on a day-to-day -day in order to like achieve my goals and one of those habits one of the things that I was always doing was meditating but there were so many times that meditating became something to just check off the list amongst all of the other things I was trying to do in order to gain what I would have considered success to be at that time and realistically if I had just hacked away at all the non-essentials and really focused in on the meditating I, I wouldn't say I wonder where I could be today because I feel like everything that played out played out exactly as it should but it makes me wonder if I would have been able to not fall off course as often as I did or not get so overwhelmed or not get so swept up when things got difficult or where I, whenever I was feeling emotional so on and so forth the simplicity of this one habit the simplicity of this one thing to do it really does hack away at a lot of the noise out there on you know do this do that read this book do this and you can do all of those things but when it boils down to it when you're feeling a little overcharged or overwhelmed by the amount of things you could do in order to gain success just come back to this one thing when we take the time to just be still to mentally anchor to meditate to connect to your breath it's there's so many ways you can do it but doing so and creating an ability to still and quiet your mind is not only going to strengthen your focus strengthen your commitment to whatever it is that you are wanting to create or manifest in your life or whatever goal you're going for or any hobby you're trying to sharpen taking the time every day to quiet and to be still and to reconnect with those things it's also going to strengthen your intent. It's going to help you see and move roadblocks out of the way before they happen and for you to just see opportunity that you might not normally see on the day to day. I'm always well aware of the fact that whenever I'm sitting down and having a tea or a coffee with you guys that I'm speaking to a vast majority of, of many different people going through many different things in many different phases of life. But realistically, as usual, I am not a professional. I am not a guru in any sense uh, outside of my own personal experiences. I'm sure you guys are probably getting so sick of hearing me say it, but I need to disclaim it just because I know not everybody is going to relate with the stories that I infuse in these coffee talks. This isn't even really a story, this is more just like a general personal fact about my life, but I find winter time to be one of the most coming home to thyself, but also hibernating seasons. And because it's such a hibernating season and then you throw on top everything going on in the world, isolating, you know, the pandemic is still going on, but I also am taking extra precautions because I'm getting around my baby niece all the time. All that, needless to say, is that creativity becomes a very high priority of mine in the winter time. And I feel like creativity is kind of a generic statement because that can include setting goals and projects and dreams. But I can also say from past experience that overloading my plate with too many goals or dreams at once or picking the wrong goals and dreams because I thought they were what I should be kind of striving towards are things that... I learned a lot from, but realistically, you, once you learn, you wanna stop doing those things so that they stop taking up more of your energy and time than they need to to teach you said lesson. Which is all me saying that it can get really easy to be swept up in the excitement of thinking about a goal come to fruition in your life. Or if you're in the middle of changing your life, then it can get really easy to get swept up in all of the change and all of the things you're seeing in the near future or the far future 
I mean, I just, I just bought a house and I can't explain to you how scatterbrained I've been just because anything I'm doing, I'm washing dishes, I'm walking Bentley, I'm driving and I'm literally placing furniture in my mind like 24 seven. I'm thinking about the things I'm gonna do with my house in the springtime. Sometimes just thinking about the things we want, thinking about the things we enjoy, thinking about the things we're working on can sweep up so much excitement and so much energy that it can sometimes become blinding. So on the theme of things that we're learning in 2020, like simplicity, I've really come to notice this year too that it's not so much about what you're working towards as it is about how you're working towards it. And what I mean by that is, I think sometimes we can get really wrapped up in what goals we're setting and like what we're gonna get out of them instead of really thinking about how we're going to accomplish those goals. And I used to set all of these crazy goals and <laughs> have all of these very ambitious dreams that basically led to this idea or strived towards this idea of perfection. And what the problem was is that I never really focused on how I was gonna get those things done. I just wanted to get them done. I just wanted them to be completed goals in my inventory of life. And that also led to a lot of overwhelm a lot of like getting really hard on myself, being a perfectionist about things, not really giving any lead way. And again, this is all just to say that had I focused during those times more on the meditative side of the habits and things I was trying to download and ingrain in that chapter of my life, I would have been able to see what I was doing. I would have been able to notice that it's not about what you have, what you get or what you accomplish. I think the real the real gold in any goal is what you're learning within the process of achieving the goal, within the pushback, within the restraint you get, within the, you know, the muscle you have to use to really put in time when you're not feeling motivated, really put in energy when it doesn't feel like it's there. So whether you have one big goal for the winter or you want to choose a couple medium to small sized goals, it doesn't matter so much whatever these goals are and what they're going to bring into your life as much as it matters what you're learning within the process of achieving those goals. And the reason why I think this is important is because when you take the time on a day to day to sit in stillness and meditate on the things that you're working on, you're going to notice or start downloading what the challenges of those goals are really giving you. And when things are especially brushing up against you and getting really hard and really difficult, and maybe it's taking longer than you thought, or you had a setback or whatever, taking the time to meditate will help you from falling off of your goals and letting go or giving up or anything of the sort because you're able to sit and see it's not about what, it's about how. It's not about what I'm able to do, it's about how I'm able to overcome this or what I'm able to achieve and instead how I went about achieving it and what I learned along the way. And these are all things that in my experience I was more aware of when I took the time to sit and meditate and journal on the goals I was working towards. And I know that that can kind of sound fluffy to most and honestly it probably is fluffy to most of you, but if you tend to be more I guess like sensitive to the things that you experience on a day to day, if you tend to be more affected by what you put your energy and time towards, then this is so important because that's where, like I said, all the gold is waiting to be harvested. And a lot of people miss harvesting that part along the way because it is such a sweeping feeling to be so motivated and to be so activated towards something. When you take the time to meditate on what goals are right for me, or you just sit with that question and journal that question or breathe into that question, answers will start 
to download. I don't know what you believe in and if you've ever really experienced anything like this before, but I feel like everyone I've ever spoken to about this has agreed in some sense that taking the time to meditate and sit quietly with their thoughts or their feelings or whatever has usually led to some sort of, I'm going to say a voice, but wisdom, whatever you want to call it, from within surfacing. When you sit with yourself and you give yourself space and you breathe into that question, inner wisdom will start to come up and you'll start to see or feel or hear or think. It really depends on how you communicate with yourself, the things that are right for you. Even if you're not actively meditating on trying to pick a goal in your life, just creating the habit of meditating every single day will allow you a little bit of space and time to picture or to mentally strengthen what your business success might look like, what your personal successes might look like, your love success, friendship success, hobbies, habits, routines, because it's almost impossible not to be thinking, which is a common misconception about meditation. And it's one that I used to stress myself out a lot about when I would meditate is thinking that I had to just completely blank slate my mind in order to really properly meditate. And that's not the truth. And that's kind of why I called it mental anchoring. What I'm talking about today is using the space that meditation gives you to anchor into what you want to think about, to anchor into and plant the seeds in your subconscious of what you want to see happen in your life. Meditate, create the space for yourself. And then once you've created that space, fill it like a canvas with whatever it is that you want to see. And the other great benefit of using meditation to achieve your goals is that when you are actively working towards your goals, other things will start to take shape in your mind. For instance, if you hit a setback or something challenges you along the way to your goal and you're sitting and you're meditating and you're not even necessarily asking for an answer, one will pop up. It happens so often. It's a crazy concept, but a lot of the things that we're thinking about, even on autopilot, are downloading into our subconscious. So when we hit a challenge, and instead of fighting and resisting the challenge, we sit with it. We give space to it. We don't even necessarily give space to it. We just give ourselves space. Suddenly our brains, our bodies, our souls, whatever it is, it aligns, it'll connect, it'll send you the answers when you're ready to hear them. If you think of your mind like a radio and it being tuned to different stations, let's say one station is the station that allows you to plant seeds, download answers, overcome setbacks or roadblocks, see ideas and opportunities that you're not seeing on the day to day because you're caught up in just like the things that it takes to keep you alive and well in your life flowing. If you don't tune into that station, you won't hear what's playing on the radio. So, so when you create the habit every day of tuning into said station, it gives your mind, your soul, whatever the space in order to really digest your life, to really download your life, to really upload the wisdom that you have stored within you at all times, we just get lost in the chaos and the mess and the noise of day-to-day -day life. This is always a weird concept that I love to think about, but everything, down from the tea I'm drinking, whatever you had for breakfast this morning, your name even, these were all thoughts before they ever became reality. I thought about making a tea for today's coffee talk before this tea was actually made. It was first a thought that then became a reality through using my body and the actions and the abilities that I had to obtain this 
thought. Your name was a thought that your parents had or your caregivers had before it ever became you or the reality of who you are. The reason why I think this is so cool that this piece of knowledge or this understanding of everything, even your house, even this camera that I'm filming on or the microphone that's catching my voice right now, were all thoughts. They were all ideas first that then had to be mapped and planned out and executed properly. And when you're more in tune with your thoughts, when you're more in tune with your ideas, you're able to be a little bit more concise with the ideas you pick and choose and cater into your life and then execute properly. You get what I'm saying? One, hindsight, you're gonna learn a lot whenever you're especially planning on making a shift or a change or a goal in your life. You're able to look back at your past history and pull forward the wisdom that you've learned thus far in your life. But you're also able to see immediate future and long-term future. And like we just said, everything is first a thought. You're able to think of of, okay, what would my perfect day look like? It's not to say that your day is necessarily going to go exactly as you pictured it in your mind, but when you have a thought, when you have an idea of how you would like today to go, and then you go about your day, it's almost like you've created a roadmap for yourself. And yes, things can definitely get in the way while you're walking along your roadmap, but you're more likely to live out the day that you thought of than if you had just gone about your day without thinking anything at all. And the same goes for any goal or any any direction you take in your life. You just play it out in your head as an idea first, what it looks like to true fruition, create yourself the roadmap, and then not only take the action to execute said goal, but return to your map every day. I'm gonna keep using this analogy of a map because it works. You sit down, you breathe, you open up your map after you've created space for yourself, and then you might notice a tree fell down in one of the one of the pathways to said goal. Tree will be any obstruction that would stop you on the way to your goal. You're able to also take the time and space to reroute, to make a new path to the same goal, to maybe head a different area on the map. Maybe you don't wanna to go to the same destination anymore. And these are all things that you can do from a very grounding, peaceful, and non-over, opposite of overwhelming state that life tends to kind of push us into or like today's world technology society I mean you are speaking to somebody that is tends to be constantly somewhat anxious so that's at least what I feel like life tends to feel like a lot of the time but that's what makes doing this habit so addicting is that it makes life feel or come back to this place of groundedness, come back to this place of slow steps one at a time in order to work towards something big, something small, or anything in between. Now, for those of you guys that are kind of more emotional, and I don't say that as if it's a bad thing, I am currently in the middle of reading The Highly Sensitive Person. I think being highly sensitive is a superpower. This book is changing my entire view on what it means to be sensitive and that it's not a bad thing. But as someone that is, I'm very emotional. I, my emotions are a great thing that I get a lot of inspiration and a lot of ideas and a lot, I get a lot of like passion and motivation and all of that. All the good emotions I absorb a lot from, all the hard emotions I learn a lot from. But being an emotional person can also be a little unanchoring at times because it can sometimes feel like if you're not checking your emotions, that they're running you, that they're controlling you, that whatever you're feeling is at the driver's seat and you're just along for the ride, which is also why it's so important to build this habit of 
And again, I know I'm saying meditate, but it doesn't even have to be meditation. It can just be five minutes of stillness every day, five minutes of listening to music with your eyes closed, laying down on the floor. Anything that's just giving you time to just be still and with yourself and in your mind and tuning your thoughts. And if you're an emotional person, doing that every day allows you to energetically untangle yourself from a lot of the emotions that are in the driver's seat. It's not getting rid of those emotions because like I said, emotions are information and they are so valuable. You can gain so much creativity or learn so much knowledge, so much wisdom from the emotions you're feeling. It's not about numbing them out. It's just about not letting them take the driver's seat, not letting them take control and meditating allows you to witness them, see what they're trying to tell you and then shift the control and empower yourself to use your emotions rather than allow them to kind of use you. So I'm going to get into my meditation practice or routine that in case you guys want to know kind of more step to step how to do it, how to use meditation or mental anchoring to bring forth a goal in your life. But first I'm going to leave you guys with some of the sponsors that brought you guys today's episode. Okay, so there are so many different ways that you can create a habit out of finding stillness or meditation or mental anchoring in your day-to-day -day life, grounding, whatever you want to call it. That's I feel like the funnest part and honestly the best tip I want to give you is that you can call this whatever you want. You can be as creative with this habit as you want. You can pick a specific time within the day that works best for you. You can listen to music. You don't have to listen to music. You can get a nice fancy fluffy pillow to sit on or you can lay down on the ground. Do it in a way that's going to best benefit you. And if you don't know, then by all means, take the framework I'm about to give you. And then as you're practicing on a day-to-day -day basis, notice what like, let's say you're laying down, you're like, I feel like I'm getting a little too tired. Then just cater it a little bit. Tomorrow, sit up. First and foremost, pick a time and pick a time that you can commit to every single day day. And this isn't just what time you're going to do it, but how long you're going to do it. And I suggest if you don't want to overwhelm yourself, if you don't currently have a meditation practice to start small, literally start with five minutes a day, because I'm telling you, it's going to feel uncomfortable at first and doing it for such a short amount of time will allow you to still commit until it starts to get more comfortable and you're able to go for longer periods. Even though I meditate at the same time every single day, I also use this step-by-step, -step, like what I'm going to explain to you. Anytime I feel myself being super scatterbrained or overwhelmed or all over the place, which again, if you read the highly sensitive person, being in that state will make so much more sense to you. But it's really just like when life starts to just get too chaotic and too sensory overload. It's like, I just follow these steps. I take five minutes to just go sit down and re-anchor and re-ground myself before returning back to life. So you can do this at any time, but in terms of creating a habit with it, you're going to want to pick the same time every single day, at least for the first few weeks until it becomes a part of your day-to-day -day life. Now, just as important as picking a time, I believe is picking a place. So I think it's actually really important to do it in the same spot every day. This is kind of up to debate. My brain is wired in such a way that I like everything has an emotion or a feeling to me. So when I designate one spot to just meditating, or if you don't want to have one spot, you can designate unrolling your mat or having a specific pillow, just something that again brings you that sense of like, my brain knows now that it's time to meditate 
one. And two, I believe picking a spot where you're not gonna be distracted is also really important. I usually have to sit on either the countertop or up on the bed or just create like a little bit of height for myself because otherwise I'll be in the middle of meditating and my dog will come and just sit on me, which is adorable, but it usually scares the crap out of me, especially if I'm somewhere deep. Now this part is totally optional to you, whether or not you wanna use music or just have no noise and just be aware of the noises going on more naturally in your environment. I am a music fiend, so I normally have music playing like 90% of the time I'm existing, and I have certain music that I will listen to that doesn't really have lyrics or anything. It's just very peaceful for me to just kind of follow along to while I'm thinking. I get really energetically affected by music too, so if I pick music that really brings me a sense of lightness or a sense of inspiration or motivation or hope, it also kind of helps me tune into the right energy, if you will. But that said, I can totally honor and understand the not wanting any music. Sometimes I don't like having music too if I feel like I'm too distracted. It's really, again, down to whatever you enjoy and whatever is gonna work best for you. Honestly, meditating is really just about following your breath. There is no secret to it. And every time you catch yourself falling out of tune with your breath or catching yourself in a thought, catching yourself in whatever, getting swept up by anything, it's bound to happen. You just come back to your breath until you feel like you've really grounded or anchored. Now, how do you know when you're grounded or anchored? Again, decide that for yourself because it's gonna feel and be different for everybody, but I always know whenever I hit the point that I go, wait, who's thinking this right now? And as soon as I have that thought, I'm like, oh shit. All right, Kaylin has signed online, but like, again, who is Kaylin, you know? That's the thought. That's that little trigger that I'll get every time where I'm like, now I know. Now I'm in the frequency. Now I can do what I need to do. Now I'm, it sounds very almost disassociating, but it's kind of quite the opposite. It's really just becoming aware of yourself from a very bird's eye view. From there, that's where the magic happens. That's where you can really start to plant your seeds, take your space, see things for what they are, feel things for what they are and what they're trying to tell you. Oh, I just love being in that place. If I could, I'd stay there all day. I honestly feel like in a past life or maybe in a future life, I should just be somebody who meditates in a cave all day because I could totally spend my time doing that if I didn't have so many coffee and music and traveling and friends, family, all the other, you know, dopamine hits that I love so much. Because <laughs> otherwise I could definitely just sit in a cave and be in that, holy shit, who am I? But wait, who's thinking this? But oh, okay. It's just energy, I'm just energy. I can stay there all day. Now, the first few times, and also just random times throughout your meditation practice, it is going to happen that you're gonna find yourself distracted, you're gonna find it really hard to get to that place, uh, you'll catch yourself just kind of rolling around with these thoughts and these emotions, and my best tip is honestly to just notice them, to just become aware of them and, and wonder like, weird, why am I thinking about this right now? Or what is this, what is the point of this? And it doesn't even have to have an important point. You don't need to dig for a point. It could be like, this is pointless. And then you're like, yeah, this is pointless. I'm gonna put this down now and come back to my breath and just keep coming back to my breath and do it over and over again. And each time you do, you just get that much better at it. Even when you're planting your goals or picturing or envisioning it play out in real life, it's like you will get distracted. And when you get distracted, come back to your breath, remember what you were doing, 
start all over again. But you don't just have to picture it. I do feel like this is the most beneficial way, but again, that's my experience. I definitely believe in mantras or saying something over again, which is also really beneficial if you get distracted a lot when you meditate because you can make your intention with said goal your mantra. So if I'm gonna use the example of, I'm just gonna keep using buying a house because that's exactly what I just did. And I went through this whole process of brainstorming an actual house, picturing what I wanted, and then playing it over and over again. Okay, this is what it's gonna look like. I'm gonna walk into the door. I'm gonna turn left. I'm gonna turn right. What do I see? What is this house? What are the features? And playing that over and over again until it happened. I could have just as easily used the mantra, I intend to root myself into a home. I intend to root myself into a home. I intend to root myself into a home. Each time I was picturing it or each time I was starting over in that envisioning process. I do want to say here, just because it's popping up into my mind right now as I'm saying this, that the point of this whole habit or chat isn't to spend hours a day doing this. And I know that I just said I could spend my whole life in a cave meditating like this, but the point of this whole practice isn't to picture your life or to live your life out in your mind or in your dreams. It's really to seed in soil so that you can start sprouting these things in your actual physical three-dimensional life. This is more to just solidify it in your mind. And if you are catching yourself trying to play something out and picturing it in full fruit but you're struggling with it, you might just need to step away, give your subconscious some time to digest it and come back to it again tomorrow. Just because I know I was saying a lot there that you should just sit and go over it again and again and again, don't spend hours doing this. Like literally 15, 20 minutes. I don't meditate longer than 30 right now. I feel like maybe an hour if you're really gonna get into meditation. And one last little mental metaphor because I love these so much and they really help with envisioning something and bringing it to life in your mind and then in your life. I use the mental picture of almost like a plant's life cycle when I'm planting any kind of goal or seed. So what I mean by that is I'll picture the goal like a seed planting into soil, nurturing the seed, you know, kind of like watering it, giving it sunlight, giving it energy. Then the beginning of the goal or when you start to feel the first bits of rewards that come from whatever goal you've set is the sprouting. Then you continue to nurture the, the sprouting plant. <laughs> then the plant grows even bigger and that's when I feel like you go through the challenges, you have a couple setbacks, you know, a leaf or two falls off your plant. It's all good though because you're taking the time to breathe and be with the plant. Then the flower of the plant starts to open and like for instance, if I already use the house metaphor, okay? That's where your goal comes into full fruition. For me, it'll be moving into this house. But the plant life cycle doesn't stop at the flowering of the plant. Then the flower withers, then the plant has to die. And when the plant dies, it nurtures the soil for future seeds. So for instance, let's say moving in for me is my goal come into full fruition, daily meditating on it, then that flower, that full fruition of moving in, that house becomes the soil for new seeds, for new goals that I'm going to plant now that I have that kind of soil to work with. So it really becomes this quite beautiful cycle of setting goals, moving towards those goals, working towards those goals, focusing on the how, focusing on what you're learning, your goals coming to life, you being excited, you celebrate, you pop a bottle of champagne with your friends, and then allowing the flower of that goal to nurture the soil for whatever you plant next. 
And the beneficial part of all of this, of using meditation to do this, to really be the only habit that you need in order to conquer your goals, the simpatico of all of that is once you've come back to your soil, you meditate again, you see all these new opportunities of new seeds you can plant, and you go through that cycle over and over again. You pick the right seeds, you pick the right plants that you want to plant for your life. You create the space, you create the ability in order to show up, to recommit, to set intentions, and to live a very conscious life, which is exactly, I guess, in a way, what we're talking about here. And not to sound redundant again or repeat myself, but it's not so much about what goals you're setting. Again, it's all about all the things you're learning from these goals and the time that you actually download and digest the wisdom that you are learning is through your meditation practice, is with sitting in the good, in the bad, in the in-between, seeing everything for what it is, downloading everything you're learning and appreciating everything that you're receiving. We live in a very abundant time, guys, and I'm not going to go on a preachy ramble right now, even though I feel an urge to, but we truly do. And you look back on pretty much like the 1800s or any, really any past time, and even our parents' eras, they did not have the abundance that we have. There is so much information out there. There is so much opportunity out there. You are able to really zone in and niche down any kind of life you want to live. My honest opinion in, in the world, even outside of goal setting, I just said I wasn't going to go on a preachy ramble, but here I am. Uh, we almost have too much abundance. And when you have too much abundance, things can seem overwhelming. Like you're trying to tackle or do too many things at once. And it's taking the time to really tune your mind in order to be able to zone in on what is actually going to be beneficial for you. But I'm telling you, we live in a time of abundance. And, and because of that abundance and opportunity around you, if you are able to focus, then you can really create anything you want in your life. And I know that even saying that is cliche and people will be like, you can't just like create any life you want. But in realistic terms, I really truly think you can make a huge impact on your life by doing these practices, by taking the time to just sit and be conscious every day of the things that you're doing, of the thoughts that you're having, and then the actions and decisions you make on those thoughts. So there you go. That's my espresso motivational chat for the day. And really it's the practice that has not only gone from brainstormed home into, I'm literally moving into my, I wanna say dream home because it really kinda is a crazy dream home in like two weeks. I'm able to sit here today and give you like a personal endorsement that when things really hit the fan with me and my mental health back in October, and I mean like really, really hit the fan. And I was in a weird, really weird place, but it felt almost like what I was talking about earlier with the reincarnation of like, you know, the energy of the flower needs to die and wither in order to give you new soil, in order to bring forth something new in your life and create space for something new in your life. I was in the withering parts in October and things were feeling dark. And I just started meditating every day. And to be honest, the first few, like I was gonna say days, but it was probably the first two weeks that I was doing this, I was crying a lot. I think it was kind of like a post feeling of letting go of Toronto, if I'm being honest with you guys, and fully actually accepting like, wow, I, I really did leave. Like I, I don't live in Toronto anymore. That chapter of my life is over. 
and I sobbed it out of my soul and system and learned all the things from Toronto that I needed to learn. I sat there and was like, what could life look like now though? I have this wide open empty canvas. And first I started with, girl, I need to get hella rooted because I'm feeling super unanchored right now, jumping from Airbnb to Airbnb. Dreamed up my house, wrote it all down onto paper, and within two weeks, I had gone and done the showing, gone and done the house inspection, and put in an offer. That was just within the first few weeks, and now I'm moving into this house, but I've been meditating every day like this for a while now, and it's changed not only that direction or path in my life, but it's even gone down to what Christmas gifts I'm getting for people this year, some ideas of things that I'm working on with Co's in the new year, and these are all things that came to me through my meditation practice and things that I've been sharpening or putting into action in my life since then. Anyway, that was just why I wanted to talk about this today because it has been such a blessing lately and a very healing practice and as much as I love my yoga, my walking, my working out, my I've been dancing lately, I've been doing dance class lessons which is a fun little update, um, specifically burlesque which has been hella fun, but all of that is so fun but if there are days I can't get to it, it's okay. The simplicity of just knowing the only thing I focus on is my meditation every day is healing. It's very healing. It's very grounding. And hopefully if you take this and implement it and hack away at the non-essentials and just focus in on your meditation practice, if you're feeling a little all over the place, unkiltered, unanchored, it'll help you too. At least that's my hope. There you guys have it. That was my long, long chat today about mental anchoring. That's what I've been calling it lately just because it really does feel like I'm drifting around in all these seas. And when I take the time, I'm like anchored right where I wanna be, you know? And outside of that, I love you guys all the way to Proxima being back. And I'll talk to all of you guys in the next coffee talk. Bye guys.